hey guys do you remember that time that i went through that portal following cody and i died i never told you to do that that's your own consequence i was trying to save your life yeah look what that happened to you oh consequences <laughs> Moral of the story is why help others when you could help yourself? <laughs> True. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> uh, welcome to Strange New Worlds, brought to you by. What did I just say? <laughs> welcome to Strange New Worlds. Welcome to Legend Lore, yeah, brought to you, you by, by Strange, Strange New, New Worlds, Worlds Productions. Okay, so I completely and utterly blame the ninety-three degree heat outside for melting in my brain today it is rather hot today yeah so as a uh, as dungeon master osborne so eloquently put it welcome <laughs> to legend lore brought to you by strange new worlds productions today we are going to be talking about a couple of things we're going to be talking about consequences in in campaigns and one-shot ventures and all that good stuff and also about character death so uh as you already heard the sultry tones of Dungeon Master Osborne, but also, with, <laughs> but also with us today we have uh, DM Popatino, or you can call me Matt. This is Cody, uh, party uh, traitor, <laughs> nine times out of ten. And you face those consequences. And I face those consequences. <laughs> yep. Matt, I would just say that you, uh, that was a much more friendlier oh. introduction than your last one where you were just like, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do want I do want to note out for all of our uh, huge fans out there. Uh, DM Rockfist will not be joining us. Tonight. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. He's uh, always with us. It's so, good guys. He's uh, hold on. He's on the call. He's gonna. He's okay, gonna so say hi. Okay, yeah, hi. yeah. Go ahead. I'll hit the line. Hold on. Well, hi there, everybody. John. <laughs> hey, it's you. It's me, DM Rockfist, coming down from Arkansas. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, Arkansas. John, how do you how do you pronounce Cthulhu? Th- Cthulhu. 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 I can't even say it wrong when I'm speaking in this accent. Now, now Dungeon Master Rockfist, didn't I tell you when HR approved your vacation not to do any work, and now you're calling into the show? Oh man, I, I better hang up and go shoot some more turkeys. <laughs> Bye, y'all. John's gonna kill us. <laughs> this is what we do. He's he's not here for a podcast. We make fun of him. Okay, so uh, it's in the contract. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to edit that out. Did you hear that like long intake of breath? I was like, <gasps> I didn't hear the first one. I heard the second one. <sighs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> I didn't know Darth Vader. Man, was here. here we go again. Having fun. Something is in the air. Okay, so uh, let's talk about consequences and what does that mean to you as a player and a DM? Who would like to? field that one first i'll kick it off um to me so with my campaigns as our our listeners are going to kind of realize i do a lot of a little bit more realism a little bit more grittiness to them um so to me consequences are really important and i always talk about making um consistent narrative and a uh a real world like real life situations or at least something that feels real it's it's not just mythical to be perfect right so consequences are an important part of that uh, whether it's taking the wrong path in an adventure um or making deals or friendships with the wrong people and whatever happens there uh can uh 
uh, should should really affect the story and, it, and sometimes it needs to be negative right but cody what are you thinking well one thing that's really cool about your stories is that uh you kind of always have the like the, the ultimate bad guy or the ridiculously strong foes they're always kind of presently there in some way we could always take the path that takes us to that super strong guy and that's not your your games are not railroaded in any kind of way we could go fight Strahd or we could go fight Tiamat or whoever right now if we wanted to we know it's not a good idea right but sometimes it kind of seems like it's a good idea because you know maybe we leveled up we're so beefy and powerful or whatever like that so the option is always there in your games to fight the mega dungeon boss or whatever like that and if we were dumb players, we'd probably take that and, and face those consequences. And we face many consequences because we've chosen the path that takes us to the uber strong bosses. Those those three robot things that at the portal that we were oh, facing yeah, it, it yeah, was one of, of those. The, and um, we needed NPC help to, to part beat of them. The, the goat squad. Yeah. yeah those guys. I, I think for the most part, most of us are pretty good as DMs with kind of leading on but not giving direct information that, hey, you guys may not be ready for this, mm-hmm. but that doesn't stop us from doing it. No, and I, that's part of uh, off topic, but being a good DM is that is like you got to give your players enough information that they can make logical decisions with their characters. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, because definitely there was a couple times in Boost where you guys kind of decided, because you had so many options and, and paths you could go, that you kind of ran after some guys that were way above your class. You know, I mean, just they, they, just, they were just way more powerful than you were, and it led to some very incredibly scary moments where i thought oh my god i'm gonna kill everybody in the party yeah <laughs> matt we haven't got your feedback yet what are you thinking on consequences what do they mean to you how do you like to implement them star wars is like that high fantasy high energy game so like yeah. how do you put consequences in that well i mean i don't think there's been too many consequences yet in star wars um i mean i can't think of i can't think of any at the top of my head i mean unless you guys can think of some like consequences that we've gone through so not one that went came to fruition but one comes to my head was when we faced dengar and so we were yeah. there, it was like, That's true. Eh, we know who our characters are and they're going to deal this a certain way, but he was going to be a tough fight. And that would have been a, that would have been a consequence if we pressed that. Well, That's I, true. I, and I think, yeah, that would have been really bad, bad, bad consequences for us. If we had pressed that, uh, go by going back to the star Wars campaign. Um, I guess we never left it, <laughs> but we did suffer consequences. We were wanted. Oh, it's true. Because we took a contract that basically dropped an assassin off and assassinated a high level political figure. And, yeah, then, that's right. and they tracked it to us. They tracked it to, to us. us. And and so and we had to we spent several sessions dealing with those consequences and trying to figure out how to get our, our butts out of that sling. Yeah. Oh yeah. What I love about this is that I think part of the 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 negative trope of consequences when it comes to role playing games is it's a thing that the DM does to their players as a type of punishment for not playing optimally or not role-playing the way that the DM wants them to do it or you know whatever reasons like those. Yeah. But consequences at their best are story tools. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. you took a job and it ended up assassinating a political figure. And now we're being hunted down. Now we have wanted lists. We have bounties on us. And we have to figure out how to get those bounties off of us. And that's really cool. Now that's a great way to implement consequences. That's just more fun. Yeah. And it's not just like... No, you brought up a great point because I think that I had kind of glassed over that because I didn't think about it because I don't like to use consequences typically in the way to punish players. Uh, but yeah, you're <laughs> right because a lot of the times you'll find uh, with... You go back to our bad DM uh, 
episode would be that yeah you can you can have consequences for your players that are really just punishments but mm-hmm. it should be consequences for the actions that are like logical and story-based driving the story forward or in a different direction or giving them a chance to pivot like yeah i think mm-hmm. that's a, that's a really good point to bring up yeah and i think and i think that just might bring us to another point but i want to really quickly kind of touch on uh, dark kingdom and the consequences you guys suffered by wholeheartedly believing in each and every one of your individual visions mm-hmm. you guys did mm-hmm. not question those visions from the very beginning so to tell the, the people listening yeah. session one we're on an island, it's the Wizard Isles, and we're going through these kind of dungeony looking areas, and we end up coming to like a seer pool? Uh, it, was a, it was a mirror. Mirror. We washed up on that island mm. from oh, a yes. shipwreck. Yeah, yeah, we were, we were on a slave ship. And uh, yeah, we get these big, huge visions, and the like visions e- are all super tied to our characters. It's like Grand Destiny mm-hmm. type of visions, very personal to our individual characters. And we fully believed that they were they were truthful. Yeah. We, there was a prophecy that we had to fulfill. John's character was straight up, I am the chosen one who's <laughs> going to save the world. And turns out it was just the big bad guy fucking with us. Yeah, it just turned out that he was basically manipulating you, but you guys did really believe that. And so the, the first consequence that came to that is when it came to the point where you guys had got to a point where like, hey, we, I need to go take care of my business. And, and you're like, oh, I got to go take care of my business. And like, oh, I got to go take care of my business. Mm-hmm. And the party split up. Yeah. Yeah. We were all, it was, it was super, absolutely super depressing <laughs> looking around the table at you guys and the looks on we your faces. Upset. Yeah. And we how were upset so you were. Mad. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh wow. We had a quest that kind of tied us all together. But at the end of the day, we were playing such realistic characters that we were bound by what we believed our destiny to be. And like you did a fantastic job by the way of convincing us that and then twisting it on us because we all did believe it was basically the divine word of God coming down and yeah. saying, this is your path. So when it came to it, we were like, we do have to split. And it, mm-hmm. it was heart wrenching. Yeah. Was great. And, and honestly, and the thing is, is there was also the consequences that were part of the world consequences by what your actions wrought that world, tearing Avalonia apart, uh, basically tearing the entire fabric of the, of that, of that place apart by, by, uh, everything that was happening, everything you guys did, did something that affected some portion, some kingdoms, the uh, laws or the way they looked at things, the way they did things. Some some little thing happened at every place you went to and touched, <laughs> which basically kind of tore apart that entire realm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're talking a continent we affected yeah. by making a small action with this kingdom caused them to change policy with this kingdom and that caused them to collapse. Yeah, that was it. You did a really good job writing that in, like act consequences of our act, literally yeah, of, of, of the literally world, the though. Yeah, and so one thing I want to touch on to uh, now, you know, we kind of, we've kind of given some examples. Is maybe for DMs out there who are wondering how do I react when my players have negative reactions to the consequences that they brought upon themselves in the game by their actions? And I wonder if anybody had kind of any ideas on that. I, I do have an idea. Yeah, I think the as long as it's fun, all right? And the fun doesn't have to come from achieving something. The fun can come from how well it is narrated. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, in our Curse of Straw game, I had a fighter named Desmond. And we were in Velaki, and there was uh, Vasily von Holt, who was undercover Strahd. We're in the mansion. We find out that Vasily is Strahd. We do the big battle. We end up surviving. And we find a teleportation circle. And we're all arguing about whether we go through the circle or not. Eventually, I got tired of the 10 minutes of us arguing and I just say that I run through the circle 
and I teleport. Matt ends up following me. And that was uh, that's a, that's a reference to the first ten seconds of the episode. <laughs> and uh, while well, the rest and, of the party was and, screaming, "No, don't!" Yeah. And and that's when the session ended. And we all did the big "oh" thing. And it wasn't until three or four days later that I had learned what actually had happened to Desmond and Duroth. And it wasn't necessarily narrated at the table, but John did a really great job of typing out a little, mm-hmm. it was like three pages, mm-hmm. uh, a little story about what happened to Desmond and Duroth. And it was awesome. Like it made my super foolish moment that made me feel like an idiot actually feel kind of cool. Because mm-hmm. right. him and Duroth went in there and they had like this buddy back to back horde of skeletons are coming at us. We have to try and fight our way out. We do it. And then, uh, Strahd's right-hand man guy comes in and ends up finishing us off. Right. And it, it was a great, it was a very fun thing to read watching my, watching how my character died. Right. Like I just really, he, he, he felt super cool in that moment. Yeah. And that there's consequences and death. Mm-hmm. Well, technically you <laughs> didn't die. You, uh, you had a fate much worse. It was, it yeah. was retconned that I did not die. Oh, but, uh, oh, original, okay. Originally he you did, did die. die. Okay. But, in in our current game, I wanted to play that character again, so we retconned that he was actually kind of like, sort of like enslaved. That makes sense oh, too, because we didn't ever find your body. Mm-mm. We Correct. did find Duroth. Mm-hmm. You were Same a vampire, dead. right? Yeah, yeah, we ended up slaying you, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, we never found you. So that perfect retcon. Yeah. It's not even t- technically it wouldn't even be a retcon because only yeah. you knew. Yeah. So. so what? So what I'm saying is, the consequence can be fun or cool. It could be a positive experience for the player. As long as somebody, the D, whether it's the DM or whether it's that player or whether it's like a group collaboration, makes the moment feel epic. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes it, you know it makes it your you know it it doesn't have to be like a stupid decision or whatever like that. Uh, I think of like Lord of the Rings when the the one blonde dude is trying to steal the ring from Frodo in the first movie, and then him and Aragorn start going at it. Oh, Boromir, Boromir, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When when Boromir betrays the party. And they get into this big, huge tumble thing. He dies in that moment too, right? I think he dies. No, 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 no. no, 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 It's pretty close to that when the the orcs attack. Yeah, yeah. So like they they end up going out, and that's a huge dramatic moment. It was a foolish decision. Yeah, it's against the party, betrayed the party, whatever. But it was cool. It was Mm. a foolish. It was it was a it was a cool consequence. And it really advanced the story. Yeah, Yeah. it brought a lot of drama. And And I think that's what it's all about. It's about drama. Yeah, and I think it's a good point. It's it's really about how you as a DM can kind of handle that situation and make it play into the story. Mm -hmm. And if the character, if the players are invested in the story, they they could probably accept that, even if it's like something very tragic, like what happened with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not personally seen it at our tables at all. We're pretty good about rolling with that stuff, but I I know that I've seen. Uh, I think seen some stuff on Reddit that I've read where people are saying, "Oh, like I did this and did this and this, and the characters did this and did 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 this and and then here's here's the here's what happened and then they're all pissed off at me. They don't want to play." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Well, probably handled that wrong." Yeah. Then. See, I like to think of it as like the setup and then the payoff. So, like, as long as you can show your party why it happened, they won't. They shouldn't be as mad about it. It's like, oh, well, actually. Right doing this here or killing that guy, you didn't get the information you needed or you didn't get X, Y, or Z from this uh, scenario that can directly lead to what happened next. Maybe not like total party death, but they they should be able to logically trace back either themselves or with a little bit of you giving them something that mm-hmm. makes sense on why something happened that they might not be happy with. They're like, what, why is this going on? Like, well, actually this, that, this here, Mm-hmm. it leads back as long as it's like all connected. And it's not just like, yeah. no, you just, you, that just doesn't happen. You just, you just take damage. So 
Yeah, don't don't be like you just take damage. Like even my psychic damage thing was like you were arguing with the big bad, and so I know that's a big meme for our group. (laughs) But it's like you're directly arguing with the big bad who does have basically psychic powers. So he told you to shut up and made you right. Mm -hmm. So and Matt, you're gonna now take eight d eight psychic damage. Dang it! For just being a ginger. Whoa! Whoa! (laughs) Hold on! Whoa! Uh, hey, you guys remember when uh, Cody's follow-up character in Curse of Straw jumped on the goat pen? The session after the he session lost after one? that, right when we were going after Baba Yaga, remember the goat that? pen? That was it was like <laughs> twelve feet high, and each uh, spike had a skull on it. And you said, "I'm going to climb that," and we we're all just like, "What is this new guy doing? Like, we're in Barovia. Why are you climbing on the skull fence, bro?" It's what my character would do. Well, my. my- <laughs> I don't think you knew who your character was right then. My favorite thing of that was giving him, a, like, I, had, I made something because I was a cleric of the forge, like one level or something, but I made a helmet for you, and I gave it to you after oh, you turned back this. into a human, and I was like, if you take this helmet off, you will become a goat again, and you believe me. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, because that's what it did. It polymorphed you to a goat. Yeah. And yeah, we had a whole, awesome. no, because you were gone the next session, for a session, and, and you were a goat the whole goat. time. Yeah. that's yep. I forgot about that. That's, that's awesome. Great. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. I think that. we had to, like, save that's you, too. You were like in danger at certain points because you're just a goat and you were just like chomping on grass it wasn't like you were like yourself in a goat you just were a goat yeah <laughs> so there's a consequence all in itself if you miss a session your dm turns you into a goat true good and true. nobody wants to be a goat just like when you decide to go on vacation um y- you might get lampooned yeah <laughs> i agree uh, but, uh, you know, and I thinking about consequences, we'll, we'll start kind of getting a wrap point here because I know that, uh, there's a very, very anxious goblin who really wants to say something, <laughs> but, uh, I think we ultimately had the most world affecting consequences came in, uh, in rod in realms of the dragon. And we had at one night of combat, Ravana chose her destiny, mm-hmm. decided that she thought the best way to go was to continue to be who she was and try to survive by turning against you guys because she thought the big shark daddy would kill us all anyways. And so if I served him like he wanted me to, and that, ended, that, that consequence was her death, which I fully embraced and had known since the moment I created the character that there was a very large possibility. So setting up the story, yeah. we're in a ship battle yeah. with like a shark captain guy yeah. and he had been, Trying to persuade Rowena, we had, had some back, Ravana. Ravana, Ravana. We had some back table discuss or back yeah. uh, back table discussions. Like I, I had met with him. My, uh, Ravana, Ravana had met with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so and I was not really going to choose. I was fully behind making, and we, we've talked about this in the pod, in the podcast before. I was fully behind making Bob's character, uh, Blue Captain Blue, the Pirate King, until that moment. And she's a survivor. So she chose that, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I actually had a, I struggled with that. I mm-hmm. really struggled with it. I had to take John aside and I said, hey, man, I'm struggling with what to do here. I said, this could be the moment that she suddenly becomes a hero, but I don't think it's really right for her character. And I made, literally made the, the snap decision at the table to, to go ahead and betray the party. And then, of course, I died and expected that. And then follow that up with... I would say that what happened next actually is a consequence of you betraying us also. It could be, yeah. Not entirely yours, but I don't know if it would have went the same yeah, if I'm not you sure hadn't done that first. Yeah. I don't know. And but a, and I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure what happened next was going to happen. Regardless. Yeah, Matt, why do you walk it? Th- walk us through it. Well, basically, I made a character who was a um, 
What's their What's their name? I keep talking. Tabaxi. 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 I made a Tabaxi. Very uh, puss in boots like though. Very oh, small Tabaxi. I was talking about uh, go back for a second oh. um, to cut you off. Is that same session um, the shark guy ended up winning? Yeah, and then oh, that yeah. caused you your two characters to die. That wasn't that session. No, it no, wasn't that was later. That, that was later on. No, that no. was before. Oh, we ended up getting we ended up getting uh, sinking his ship. Uh, via spell through a window. Yeah, through a window. Yeah. Oh, we'll just edit that part out. Then I'm mistaken. Yeah, he like disappeared. <laughs> he like disappeared. Nope. Like, his ship, his ship can go underwater. <laughs> so he took off. Like so, no, so that was the orc guy. No, what we did oh, the was troll guy. What we did was too I, many captains. I can't remember. I don't remember. I there was a, a lot of pirates. Wall of force around the boat, which yeah. made the boat not be able to move. So his boat couldn't move anymore. Then I uh, misty stepped in the bottom. And then use my oh, yeah. cloak of yeah. robe of many items, and it can like make a window on a surface. So I made it at the bottom of the boat, and then crashed it, and that just started yeah. sinking the boat. Yeah. Mm. I knew the boat went underwater somehow. And so yeah. we've we've talked about in the past about uh, in a couple in the episodes before about what had happened as we were trying to make Bob's character the pirate king, yeah. and and we got to that moment of you know of the, the moment yeah. where he There's was like the treasure chest with yeah. the, the magic item in yeah, it. Yeah, that which gonna which is gonna make him the pirate king and yep. and even like I was watching at this point, now I'm on the sidelines, I'm dead. So it's just Mike watching the show, mm-hmm. watching this episode go on. <laughs> and then at the last minute I decided to I was the first mate. I had the sexton of the seas, which allowed me to well no, I didn't have it at that point, but I had the ability to teleport and teleport in front of everybody, grabbed the chest and said and then basically the dragonborn yeah. appeared to me and said, who's the next pirate king? And mm-hmm. my whole character's whole story was to make Cody's character, Chakur, the next king of the world. So obviously I chose Chakur yep. and betrayed Bob and I betrayed the entire party. And I'm pretty sure everyone got mad. I'm pretty sure Bob got pretty mad at that point for that. Oh, and he so was super I do, mad. He had every right to be mad. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I, I just followed my character. I'm Bob, I do apologize in retrospect. It wasn't the best <laughs> idea, but I, I did it. And I, I do regret, I regret, I regret it a little bit. You got your just desserts. I yeah. do. I do. Regret and so, it. And, and then I die. And so. so that is, as I said, like the ultimate consequence, because what that ended up doing was reshaping the entire campaign. Mm-hmm. Like we had been on this trajectory for so long to make Bob the pirate King. And my character is removed because I betrayed the party. Your two characters are removed because you betrayed the party. Mm-hmm. Bob says, I don't want to play blue anymore. <laughs> Yeah, he blue basically retired. Yeah, and yeah, blue basically retired. I mean, I, did you keep playing your character? I was Venick. Yeah, yeah, you were so Venick. So you kept playing Venick. Yeah, and whoever was on our crew, like Smitty, Nathan, well, you and Nathan, we basically got back on the remainder of the ship. You guys teleported yep. away, and then we kind of went into exile for a little bit, and yeah. then it caused a, a year time skip in the campaign. Yeah, yeah, basically because of the t- and well, we had to because because of the consequences of our actions. Yep. John had to regroup. And basically, kind of re oh, it rewrote the entire story. The thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, that's like the ultimate it consequence. Ended up being a really thing. cool yeah. last part yeah. of the game, though. Yeah, it was. Gotta, oh my god, it's classic, dude. I got to take a sweet revenge on uh, Chakur, Cody's character, who mm-hmm. was a tyrant after he became king. Yeah, it turns and, out uh, he wasn't that good of a king. You know, you uh, <laughs> your Tabaxi. Uh, what was his name again? Grammar. Uh, Grammar. Grammar. He uh, he sacrificed himself at the end, and that was good redeeming. I don't forgive yeah. you, but hey, that's fine. <laughs> well, I, yeah, you weren't playing him. John so made John me tear up. John made me tear up when he when he died. Oh man. But again, and guys, he became a dragon he like his dragon. dream. Again, guys, these are consequences that right. isn't just the DM punishing the players, but making those consequences really cool right. entire story arcs. Yeah. Not just even just moments, but an entire arc. Absolutely. And I think that's the best way to deal with the consequences to make it story focused. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I agree. Absolutely. 100%. So, oh, wait, I keep 
Yeah, okay, hold on, man. Yeah, I know, I know. I know you want to say something. Okay, yeah, yeah. So just give me a second here. Hey, hey, hey you. Yeah, you. I'm Boblin the Goblin, and I know an adventurer when I see one. Come over here. I got something you'll be interested in. Have a seat at my table. I know where an intrepid band of heroes like you can find all the best adventures and loot you can handle. Have you heard of the Lair of Strange New Worlds Productions? It's on a magical plane of existence called the World Wide Web. I know, right? That sounds like some serious sorcery, but it's true. I've heard that SNW Lair has adventures with bullywugs, cults dedicated to Sagtomi, and even a quest for Boost, the god of alcohol and revelry. What? You're a thief? Shh. Keep it on the down low. I hear SNW has an adventure for thieves like us. That's not all though. If you're looking for a good shop to outfit your party, SNW has shops you can steal. Need someone to help your party for a short time? They've got companions and compatriots there too. And I hear they got new classes. And every month, the mages at SNW teleport more stuff to this layer they call a website. What's this information I'm giving you gonna cost? Aw, Boblin the Goblin doesn't need much. I love helping heroes. How about an ale? And maybe put in a good word for me with that cute part on stage. Anyways, if you want to access that layer of SNW, you have your caster summon SNWproductions.com on that World Wide Web I spoke of. Boblin the Goblin guarantees you won't be disappointed. Oh crap, here comes that half-orc Chud. I gotta go. He probably heard that I stole his echo fish. Until next time, remember for all the dungeon delving products you need, SNWproductions.com has it all. Chud oh. and the echo fish. Thank you for your uh, wise words, Bob and the Goblin. I will certainly be checking out this new dungeon called uh, SNWProductions.com. Right. Mm. All right. So, hey, uh, let's move on to a much more lighter topic and uh, talk about death. Oh. Character death, right? So light. Character death, yes. Oh, okay. We're not going to get better. philosophic tonight or anything, so character death. Oh, we think it philosophical. Uh, so, has everyone here had a character death? Yes. I've had uh, yes, but not... Well, yeah, never mind. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I don't have. think I have. I don't think you have either. Mm, have yeah. you not? No, nobody's I mean, like, What's funny about you and your killed characters? killed a lot of characters, but what, I... Yeah. yeah, what's funny about your character, is, your, all of your characters, is like you're always the one who's like, I will kill you if you do this, and then you kill them. And then you always play like the kind of like almost like edgelordy kind of guys. Thanks, Cody. Who always seem like they're going to betray the party, but they end up being like the goodest boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'll give you Venic because he was... a. Evil. He was a evil necromancer, I mean, but he, he was did. extremely loyal. He had character traits like he was yeah. loyal, so mm-hmm. he was with Blue the whole way through. Okay, what about uh, Cedric? Cedric's not going to ever betray the party. Yeah, but he he's like the edgelord kind of guy. I mean, yeah, just keep calling me an edgelord, man. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I just don't get my characters killed because I make good decisions. Yeah. I mean, there is. I mean, too, there is. Uh, <laughs> call it, call it, y'all out. Well, I'm, I'm going to counter you. Play you stupid. You get stupid I, prizes. I'm going to I'm going to counter you. I'm going to counter you. Because Ravana died because that, that's how I engineered her. No, you did a good job with that, too. And uh, Jade died because I was bored playing that character. <laughs> she was, yeah, like you best described it. She was a little bit of all the other three characters that could do better than her. Right. So, so it was, was kind like, of a pointless character. Time to move on. But it worked, and it was great. And the way that we've worked death into all of our campaigns is it has, going back to consequences, driven the story forward. Mm-hmm. Could you yeah. guys tell me about your favorite character deaths then? Ooh. So what you're saying is I need to kill more people in Star Wars. No, God, no, please, it's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's Star Wars. Nobody has to die. Come yeah. on, man. Except for the bad guys. Tell it to Han and Chewie. Oh, man, what the fuck? Chewie in the extended universe. Are you trying to make me cry? Han in the canon universe. <laughs> I think I think my favorite character death would probably be Numlock because that had nothing to do with combat. It was purely a role-play death. And we were facing up against one of the pirate captains, and he... 
he had us in a corner. Like That's the he, sound of a fireball. He had us severely overwhelmed, and there was no hope. The, the pirate captain straight up said, I can kill one of you and let everyone else go, or I can kill all of you. It's your choice. And Numlock, being a super good boy, is just like, no one else is going to die. And so he walks up and sacrifices himself. And then he's he's just straight up gutted right there. Yeah, he got gacked. Yeah, yeah. and it pretty much gutted us, too. Yeah, I mean, was, like, it, seriously, yeah. like, that was, like, was, like, oh, that was such a moment. Puppy getting yeah dude cut yeah. like throat cut yeah it's not happy not not pretty and i was the evil necromancer and i was like that's, you know that's not great it's kind <laughs> well, of sad well, well, well the funny thing is is i think that's an example of there, there's good deaths and there's bad deaths in D. Mm-hmm. and bad deaths are usually either just blind luck bad rolling you take three critical hits in a row you know <laughs> or you are are you uh you fail you crit mm-hmm. fail on your death save or you just do something stupid, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we've all probably in our D and D careers at some point did something really stupid with our characters that got them killed. Five well, minutes ago, I just told you a story about this yeah, stupid yeah, decision. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and uh, but there's the good deaths too, and that's a, a prime example of a of of a good death that propels the story uh, and engages the players in the narrative. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that all DMs and all players should kind of embrace in the character moment when they die. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I know we've in the past a uh, few times. I've had like, um, well, like uh, Jade had something prepared for her death. She had a yeah. video prepared for the rest of the party for her death. Yeah. Uh, Amos has something similar. So does so does Zane in Star Wars. Yeah, sci-fi <laughs> campaigns. You yeah. prepare a will. Yeah, you prepare yeah. a will, right? It's not like you, it's not like you're living in a fantasy world. So you kind of think about those things. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on is how you as a DM or you as a player can embrace those deaths? I mean, if it's a if it's a I guess if it's a story driven death, and you're as a player, if you're choose I don't know if you choose it then, I mean, you're definitely going to embrace it because you're choosing to go kind of go into that death. And as a DM, make sure that that character's final moments feel impactful for the story and right. at least feel like this, this death doesn't mean, is not meaningless to the campaign. Like, we're, we're going to forget about you after you're gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard for me to say because, I mean, most of my deaths have been pretty, pretty crabby. Like, right. you know, like I told the, the, the five seconds after uh, Numlock dies valiantly, I just tell the shark guy to fuck off and then he kills me. Right. Um, right. Yeah. But you know, I'm, I don't know. I think uh, embrace it. We're well, willing I, to accept the consequence though. Yeah. yeah. Be yeah. willing to accept it. I think that's important. I think that um, especially in old school D and D that I saw this a lot where people would treat the characters just like a piece of paper. Right. Cause some, for some people they are. I get that. We're not, that's not how we play. But some was, people, they're, they're kind of just a piece of paper. Wasn't that the second edition mentality? No, not for our group. Yeah. Our, we were full. We fully embraced role-playing. And when people died, it was it was just like when people died when, in, in 5e. It was like people were like, oh, my God. Oh, it's that, it, it was like shocking. Tears were shed sometimes. But what, what I've seen in the past was people not taking the moment to kind of make that a part of the story to make it important. And so they just go on up. Oh, I got, got my new character. I'm rolling my dice. I'm, I'm getting, I'm setting up my new stuff, blah, blah, blah. And that oftentimes leads to like identical freaking characters with different names yeah. and maybe a different backstory. Right. Well, it's someone who plays for the mechanical yeah. aspect of like rolling dice and hitting things and killing right. monsters. But when we play, we do that role play focus. So the death, even, even a silly or foolish death like Desmond, it, it, needed to be worked into the campaign to make sense instead of just like, Oh yeah, you just went there and died. Like it, mm-hmm. it needed to have more impact and for you to feel fulfilled with that. Also what John did was perfect, right? Yeah. yeah. When the death is impactful, now that DM has another tool that they can use for later sessions. Mm-hmm. So if a character dies and let's say everybody at the table is super attached to that character and they die, 
10 sessions later, the DM can have some kind of really cool little monologue about that character and they can reignite those emotions. You know, maybe the battlefield looks very similar to when that character died. Maybe the, uh, the big bad that had some kind of monologue right before killing that character. Maybe he says that monologue again Mm -hmm. or something very similar or just him coming back, having that reoccurring villain. Exactly. Now we have a vendetta. When Duroth came back as a vampire, is Desmond also a vampire right now? Like, where's Desmond at in this? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we don't have time to look for Desmond. We have to go find Strahd. Mm-hmm. And so when you make the death really dramatic and impactful, it's a cool, super cool tool to use as a DM to create more drama for the games, more memories for those players to have. For I was future. about to say memories. And to, to, to your point, like, if you are a DM listening out there right now, everything Cody just said was incredible, stellar, storytelling fodder for you i'm not even a dm no you are (laughs) i know you like to say that but you 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 got the mindset oh thank you i mean to give a great example would be cody's death of numlock like numlock did die Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean numlock was definitely not gone his his soul transferred (laughs) into into venick and then I got to pseudo play it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he, I was inside Venick's mind. I, yep, I forgot ancient, about that. Ancient necromancer's skull that, yeah, snatched your soul from going to the uh, ethereal plane. And yeah, you stuck around for quite a while. That I, was quite annoying to Venick. I've played four different versions of Numlock. Yeah, I played him in the original Rod game. Right. I played him in the second Rod game. Mm-hmm. I played him in Venick's brain. Mm-hmm. And then I played him as. Uh, Frankenstein numlock. Yeah, and the flesh golem. Oh, yeah, I idea. forgot about Frankenstein so, numlock. Yeah. But uh, trapped inside Venix brain was my favorite version of numlock. Oh, yeah. Because John would just look at me and goes, Cody, what is numlock? If numlock were here right now, what would he say? What would he say? And you're like, Oh no! I don't. I don't think you should do that, Vanek. That would be. That would make their friends really sad. I don't think you should do that. Yeah, and then the demon living inside my head also was like, "Hey, do, do it, it, buddy. Do it. Kill them all." I love it. I love it. So uh, uh, here's a question for you guys, and I know how I feel about this. So as a DM, I think there are moments where it's okay to fudge a roll that might kill a character or might kill multiple characters because it's not the right point mm-hmm. maybe early in the story uh maybe you there's all kinds of reasons why this could be uh, i i did i do believe i've talked about this so if i'm repeating myself uh to our one listener please forgive me <laughs> um i think i told the story about how uh, in the uh, old uh Saloon, champions of saloon uh thing where they were fighting this high priestess of leviathar and they the party got their asses handed to them I mean, bad, like I would, I was rolling like really high, like a couple of critical rolls, like at the right times. I knocked people down, people down, they're bleeding out. This is old second edition rolls. They're bleeding out to negative 10. We had a player who decided to save his own ass at that time. And he's booking out of this temple, running for the ship. And I'm like, this is going to derail the entire campaign. So I'm like, hey, dude, uh, roll, a wi- roll, roll wisdom save. He rolled like a two. Dude, roll an intelligence save. He rolled like a five. I'm like, dude, finally, I'm like, dude, you literally watched as these two, as the NPC and the the and the last standing character rolled simultaneous, Jesus, I can't speak English, simultaneous initiative, right? Which means in old D&D, they went at the same time. So their actions happened at the exact same time. They both rolled 20s. They both knocked each other down. Like they're both bleeding out. Mm-hmm. And he watched this and he still ran off. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was like, I can't let the party die. So I just literally told him, I said, man, you, you know the, how this game works. Go back and help the party. <laughs> I had to break, I had to break everything. I had to come above table for that. So, yeah. and I think it's okay at times, but I'm sorry. I think Keenan, you had something to say. Oh about no. That. Um, that's all. That's an awesome story. I don't think you've ever told that here. And no, I don't, I I don't remember hearing okay. that outside of it either. I did forget my point for a moment. What was your, what was your <laughs> preface to that? Oh, when, is it okay to fudge a oh. role to not kill a character if it's not appropriate at the moment? So I was going to call you out cause I, I've asked you that before and you're like, I never fudge numbers. And now you're at, you're finally coming out with it. I appreciate that. Cause I would hope that you wouldn't kill us willy nilly. Cause you roll twenties like a mother, <laughs> like a mother. What? But, <laughs> but uh yeah no uh okay i i have occasionally fudged a roll okay there yeah. we go it's good to hear um, yeah because i do roll 20s i've definitely fudged especially in singularity because i put you up against like really horrible stuff i'm like yeah that 20 is just gonna straight kill him i'll give it i'll give you especially that portal fight with those guys you were getting whooped and it was like okay and you, you had a retreat actually mm-hmm. um I, yeah i gave you that I spared a couple of it. Actually, one of you was down and almost died, uh, mm-hmm. but I wasn't going to take out like three or four of you in that because it would have, I didn't want to shoehorn in enough BS in the story to make it work still and not TPK mm-hmm. you guys because you're at a really turning point for the story and I didn't want to lose that moment. So yeah, I did I did fudge some numbers for that and I don't feel bad about it at all. Yeah. It was, to me, it was, and what we always talk about, it's more about the story. Yeah. And in that moment, I was more focused on the story and I gave you the one down um but i i spared you the rest of it also a good flexing point of knowing hey my encounter is too hard and maybe it needs to be that way or maybe i did a bad job as a dm and made it too hard so i'll tell you i'll let you in another secret i've never told anybody either i mean nobody like ever oh so back in second edition with playing with this this dude and i was not happy with him like i did not enjoy playing with him i knew nobody else enjoyed playing with him and so I fudged some rolls too, just to kill him. <laughs> and then uh, when he said, okay, I'll make another character. I'm like, oh no, this campaign, your character's dead, you're dead. So maybe you can join us next time. So you did the thing we talked about on like episode three not to do. Right. Well, I was a young DM. I was a, dude, this is, this is, this is early DMing for Mike. I was like 23. You should have used See, that I have story. learned from my mistakes you should have used that story for the uh the bad player episode that we did <laughs> probably should yeah. don't be such a bad I mean, player like, your dm kicks you out by yeah, killing you by killing you <laughs> that's really funny and you're I, not the first dm to do that oh i'm sure no. i'm, not. I'm sure i'm not with a party of five or six and one guy is clearly not meshing if that's what you needed to do to make it a comfortable exit for him so, so that's what you need yeah so do. again in my defense i was a young dm and i would not do that now i would definitely have more i would do as matt says i would communicate Communicate, 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 communicate. Well, while we're dropping truth bombs, you guys want to hear a truth bomb from me? Oh, mm. oh yeah. Bring All right. Bring it on. I am, I am never sad about my characters dying. Oh, like, I, at all. Dude, like, dude, I, I, I never, I mean, I'm, yeah, you guys probably know. Because you have dude, 15 character dude, sheets and like, they're ready. You didn't think we didn't know that? Like, I'm, I'm actually, I actually. I've have, seen like, smiles on your faces I when your excited. character dies because you're thinking, oh, I know what I'm going to do next. Yeah, exactly. I get excited. Oh my God. That's, that's Matt would, hilarious. Matt would actually love it if our campaigns were more like eight or 10 sessions long. Because then it would just give him more opportunities to play well, more. See, so singularity, I tried it. I'm trying to do the drop in, drop out. Now you have two characters, oh, yeah. and so oh, like yeah. I told all of you guys, if you two want to have another now. character who one stays on the ship for a valid reason, mm-hmm. you can have multiple characters like a video game. That's wow. interesting because in a way, your character is mechanically dead for a session or two. Oh, yeah, you can't influence the party, mm-hmm. and then you just you know you, you bring them back next round. 
And that's not really what we're talking about, but it's kind of what we're talking about today. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I see separate it as... thing, but just for Matt's sake, I do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I see it as like, I get invested in my characters like uh, Amity I'm invested in, Alphineas I was invested in. It's not that I like, I'm like, if they die, I'm kind of like, oh man, that's kind of sucks because I really mm-hmm. like that character and what I've done with them. But at the same time, I'm like, oh man, I got this other character. He's going to come in. He's going to be a barbarian. It creates you, it creates an opportunity for you to play something new. Yeah. That's yeah. the bright side of death, character death, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I am the absolutely weirdest economy of a, of a DM because I love to challenge you guys, but I get so invested in your characters too. That you don't want to kill us. That I don't want to kill you. And like, I'm, and I'm afraid I'm going to sometimes. And then I'm like, and how am I, I'm going to mourn that character's death. <laughs> I could see it with boost because we were going up against cosmic level universe multiverse shattering threats and uh, we didn't have a character death which I'm actually really thankful for because each of those characters is the best characters I think any of us have played yeah. um, and so I, I'm happy about that I do have to ask though I want it on I, mean, I, th- I, I think we had characters I think you resurrected people didn't you oh yeah I, oh, okay, not yeah. permanent so people, yeah, okay not permanent not permanent, not permanent yeah, because yeah, I was yeah, yeah. a 20 level cleric I was yeah, resurrect yeah. people yeah, right yeah, I know that people died but I want it on the record on the tape here uh, so I can play it back. Did you fudge numbers when we fought the Astral Dreadnought? So here's, here's a good thing for you. First of all, what century do you live in? This is not on tape. <laughs> second of all. <laughs> can you edit in like a rewind? Uh, yeah, like <laughs> so second of all, no, I did not. Wow. Because that session was a consequence session. Wrap back yeah. right to where we started. Because at that point, you guys were rolling over shit. And I, even stuff that was I was throwing at you pretty powerful, even... When you were challenged by it, you guys were so cocky. Specifically me. You guys were, no, no. The entire party was just doing some really crazy stuff that I don't think that normally your characters would have done. I think it was just, you just, you were on a roll. And so I had to, I had to, I had to go, look, just because you're high level characters doesn't mean there's not danger out there for you. Yeah. You had to put the fear back in us. So the astral dreadnought came out and I plan if this happens this happens i uh, but, i got a good character death. so no i did not fudge wow i got a good character that we can talk about oh yeah go ahead I, actually i was gonna bring up i was gonna say what about personal deaths like is there any personal deaths like either your player your, your characters or somebody else's characters that really kind of stick with you uh well our our npc god boos oh, oh yeah and this is and then, oh you know what um a lot of people do this, so I'm not original with this one, but in Curse of Strahd Death House, mm-hmm. a lot of people will put a dog in the Death yeah. House as a potential sacrifice to get out of the Death House. Uh, yeah. so, so they don't have to sacrifice a party member. So you don't got to sacrifice a party member because you know, some people get really attached to their characters and the, 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 the player character sacrifice in Death House is kind of weak. You could role play it up so that it does feel like a cool, powerful, a dramatic moment, sacrifice. Yeah. And it did end up being really cool for my game that I DM for Strahd. It ended up being awesome, but that's because I I had I had brought the character back with a physical uh, deformity, so it felt cool. Oh, it yeah, felt yeah. impactful. It felt like a character development for that person. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can sacrifice the dog, and nobody ever wants no, to sacrifice no, the dog. No. It's too dramatic. It's too sad. It's too powerful <laughs> of a of a story element. You know, if you were Keenan, you would have put a child in there. Yeah, yeah Keenan would have done that. Yeah. So John did a cool thing to kind of sidestep for a second, where he put old man Van Richten, who sacrificed mm-hmm. himself. I think that was a really cool way to do it because it, it tied back in the story when he's in mm-hmm. uh, Ravenloft later. That was really that was smart. Great. That was yeah. so much forward thinking for but him. What's cool about these is that you, and so with, with Boos, he was our god of, of, of wine and merriment and, and that kind of thing. And for like 30 sessions, 40 yeah. sessions, whatever, 
we had a personal relationship with Boost. Yeah, I would true. see him. Like I, yeah. I'd never developed a personal relationship between players and, and a god in any campaign mm-hmm. like I did for, for Quest for Boost. Yeah. We interacted with Boost all the time. Yeah, once per session we'd phone into him or yeah, we'd go, we eventually went to his realm and that was mm-hmm. our base of operations. Yeah. And it was awesome. Uh, and then he died. Yeah. And half the table was full on crying about this. Yeah. And so, it was a really dramatic death. Super too. dramatic. So this is really awesome because by having an NPC die, uh, an NPC that the party has developed a specific type of attachment to, you can invoke that fear of death into your players yeah. without killing their player characters because some people get a level of attachment to their character where they mm. would be legitimately upset mm. if their character yeah. died. Even if it was a cool dramatic moment, they would feel very upset about it. But by killing an NPC, you create that same level of drama it's almost even worse, actually, mm-hmm. because it's almost like a feeling of powerlessness yeah, for the absolutely. players. Well, and I, I think that's cool. Yeah, and I would say, definitely say that that was what I saw in you guys at that moment. Because, I mean, Serial, Keenan was questioning, man, do I still have my, my, my faith magic? All of my clerical magic? Yeah, do I still have oh this? What's goodness. going on? And, and, and there was so much. And then you were like, I mean, it was despondent for several sessions. Oh, dude, I was, yeah. I went from, I, gre- I grieved as a, as a, player and as a character like i was distraught all is lost to like fury and vengeance and there was a couple of sessions i was cleric of boost so not life but i was <laughs> i was gutting people and i was yeah. i was fine with being a little dark for it and it yeah. it, it felt real it felt really good felt too real. it was really it's a, those memories those emotions from yeah. these deaths of even an npc never gonna leave me no mm-hmm. no I think I think that's kind of interesting because uh, before we started recording, we were talking about uh, the the part in Boost where you guys were basically being tested by the Lords of Law, and they dropped you into onto that mountain mm. where there was a plague running like crazy, and basically you were meant to die in that. And it it, it brought up that great moment where you were all sitting around when you realized uh, if we the our only method of escape will release this plague into the world. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do that. Yep. This is not what Boost would have us do. And you guys had that moment in the snow, all huddled together, all infected, yep. passing Dying. around the chalice, basically. We shared, like, our favorite moments or yeah, something. Yeah, you shared your mm-hmm. favorite moments. Oh, my, I just realized it echoed the end of the the campaign yeah. when you guys sat around and, ta- and kind of talked about what you were going to do. Oh, my oh, God, I yeah. talk about that. Yeah, so anyways, that was a good, powerful use of death. And I will say this, that was the only thing in the campaign that was not... Uh, well, no, and that's not true. I mean, you know me, I like to piecemeal stuff. It was the only thing in the campaign that was actually derived from a pre-generated adventure of all those 30 sessions. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I found okay. this pre-generated and that's what Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's what I liked about it. It was that moment of the deaths, knowing that these deaths are probably going to happen, but also knowing that, I mean, you guys could say, screw it. We got a mission to do and we're going to just release this plague in the world and we'll keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, I remember, uh, I think all of us, I might be speaking poorly for you but um all of us believe that was it yeah i know that me and john like literally were like this is how these characters die you you had thoroughly convinced us and we literally passed the drink around in character and shared our favorite moments and like leaned on one another as the cold overtook us to die and that was crazy powerful for the bonding of our characters because at the end of it we came out and it was a test and they said you'd passed it yeah. but we didn't we did not and know no, no a, idea we failed we thought that that's actually my probably my favorite character death moment in any of my campaigns that I've ran, even though it wasn't a real death. But yeah. it, but you guys thought it was, and it felt like it. It, like it emotionally impacted everything more so than a real death because yeah. we could continue on with that knowledge and that bond. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a character die that I've really 
mourned or went, went, oh man, that was a terrible death. Usually I kind of accept it. Personally? Yeah. For your own characters? Yeah, for my own characters I played. I always just kind of accept it. I didn't like the way Desmond died. Yeah. But John ended up writing that, that bit. Yeah. And it was really cool and I liked that a lot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Numlock's death was cool. I enjoyed that. I think Jakur and Grimmer together, both their deaths were cool. Yeah. I think thematically it was awesome. Yeah. It was it was thematically awesome, and that was all on John kind of setting up the situation. Yeah. <laughs> to, I mean, to, yeah to, 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 to make make you guys, well, have give you a moment as Grimmer to redeem yourself a little bit for the chaos that you unleashed. Yeah. On, on, uh, in the, in the, uh, I, I forgot what the name of that area we were in where the pirate. Iopeg. Iopeg. Yeah. Cause you basically helped engineer kind of a really a despot. You became a monster. <laughs> I thought yeah. we were supposed to be roasting John in this session. Not oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Him. Oh. Okay. Well let's go back. Wait, wait, Hey, is he calling in again? Uh, oh wow. Yeah. He's calling in right now. Uh, okay. Hey John, what's your favorite death? Oh, my, my favorite death. Um, John doesn't like death. Yeah, I don't like character deaths at all. Is I don't think any one of my characters has ever died because I'm the best. Well, I'm going to fix that in Dark Kingdom. <laughs> oh no! Well, would you look at the time? There's a Mama's got biscuits in the oven, so I'm going to go get some. Pretty late in Arkansas right now. <laughs> well, sun's, get, sun's getting real low there, bud. It's dinner biscuits. Okay, guys. Uh, wow. Okay, so I think we've covered a lot. Um, I want to give my final thought on consequences and character death. I think number one, consequences and character death are a natural part of the narrative and they should drive the narrative forward and they should make your players emotionally invested in the story you're telling. I definitely think that cons- you should you should always have consequences in your game. Uh, you, you Short consequences for something really stupid that they do. It doesn't have to be a character death, but something that happens, an, an impairment, uh, you know, a consequence of a bounty on their head or something like that. But consequences are necessary for a, you know, a campaign to keep going. Can't just have them always win. Yeah. What makes D and D for me better than video games is I can't quick save D and D and reboot my game. <laughs> right. If I do a, if I do something wrong and cause I, I, whenever I play video games, I, would, I always try to play like a perfect game. Like, you know, never get seen by the enemy. Don't never like if it's like an espionage game, never do like a, a kill or something like that. So with D&D, it has that sense of realism. And consequences should be used not as a punishment, but to create drama and to encourage people to feel invested in their characters and in the story. I think that's well said. And I think if you, as a DM, ever think you need to punish your characters, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah, you need to let go a little (laughs) bit. You can't control the entire story you got one to five to 13 sometimes <laughs> players around there also dictating it. So yeah, I don't really have anything else. You guys wise words summed it up perfectly. All of the above is in my opinion, accurate. Well, awesome. Well guys, thank you uh, for a great conversation tonight. And also thank you guys for hanging with us. And if you uh, like what you heard, listen to Boblin the Goblin drop by our website, snwproductions.com. Check out all that downloadable material we have there for you. And for free, a lot of it. And for free, a lot of it. We're 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 we're, we're very generous with what, what what we put out. I would consider it mostly free. Mostly free. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> they only offer it for free. Mostly. So yeah, please drop by snwproductions.com. Uh, and if you want to help us keep doing this, uh, check out our Patreon site as well. And thanks for hanging with us. And we'll uh, see you next time. Y'all come back now. You hear? <laughs>